0: Um, Hi, my name is Maya Jones, I'm from the Union Women's Hockey Team, and you're listening to College Hockey Talk.
1: What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Matthew. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And on today's podcast, I'm joined by freshman from the Union women's hockey team, Maya Jones. In this podcast, we discuss many things, including how our first year is going uh, with Union, and we talk about her journey to college hockey being from Minnesota. However, before we get To today's interview, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow our social media accounts, whether it's on Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube, where you can watch this entire interview at College Hockey Talk. Um, Also, subscribe to our Apple Podcast page and leave a rating and review, and follow our Spotify account as well. Doing these things helps our podcast grow, helps new people find us, and i will really appreciate it if you did those things. It means a lot. Now, without further ado, here's today's episode with Maya. I hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by freshman from the Union Women's Hockey Team, Maya Jones. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Maya, and thank you so much for coming on. How's everything going?
0: Uh, Things are great. Thank you for having me.
1: No problem. Now, it's hard to believe that you just finished the first half of your freshman season. So, what have you taken away from the games you've played so far, and how would you evaluate your team's performance as of now?
0: Yeah, college uh, level games have been really fun to play in so far. Um, The game is definitely a lot faster than high school hockey, which was to be expected. Everyone in college is very good and talented. So, I've learned a lot in the first half of the season, and I've seen myself grow a lot as a player. Um, our team is doing pretty well. Um, we're expecting in the second half to get some more wins here and get to a few more conference wins.
1: Yeah, and how are you approaching the second half of the season? Like, what are some of your goals personally and for the team as well?
0: Yeah, so our team is really looking forward to continue working hard um, and outworking opponents. Um, in the first half, we've given some really top-ranked teams, uh, challenging and close games. And if we continue to outwork our opponents, I think we'll continue to do well. I think a big goal for us in the second half um, will be to pepper goalies with shots um, and get some more gritty goals. I think goals win games, obviously, and you have to at least get one goal a game to win the game. So I think uh, our coaches will expect us to win um, some games by getting some good gritty goals coming up.
1: Yeah, is that something you've had to work on, I guess, for this college hockey season, is trying to get in those dirty areas and get those dirty goals? Or is that something you're kind of used to um, from your experience in high school?
0: Um, I think high school is a little bit half and half. You had some uh, harder games, obviously, where you needed to, the goalie was good and you couldn't uh, just like snipe it from the point or do anything like that. So obviously in college, the goalies are very good. So I think um, the house and the gritty areas will win more games than a pretty goal from the outside
1: now talk about what it's like playing in the ecac conference and just the competition you face every night because it's arguably one of the top conferences in women's college hockey
0: yeah i agree with you uh the ecac is a very hard division um currently five of the top 10 ranked teams in the nation come from the ecac so um, You know, (laughs) you have some good teams. Uh, So this means that we have good games pretty much every night. No game is ever easy. And uh, we know that each night we'll have some good competition to go up against, um, which makes it even more fun to play. And you never really want to go into a game and just, like, whoop a team. You know, I think it's more fun to have a closer, tight game where uh, you're always on the edge of the bench or your seats kind of wondering what's happening.
1: Now, obviously with the ECAC, it's a little bit different than some other conferences because you play a new team every Friday and Saturday. It's, you don't have like the weekend series. Does that change your approach at all for games or is that something you're kind of used to?
0: Um, I think it's definitely different. Um, we kind of go half and half where we play the same team back to back or um, different teams, one Friday, one Saturday. I think... It's a little more challenging when we do play a different team just because we do a lot of video that week and you kind of have one day on like Friday night or Saturday morning, kind of reviewing the team that you're going to play on Saturday. You don't really have quite as much time to prepare. Um, so it takes a little bit more time to do that. But I think um, either way is pretty good, either if you're going to play the same team twice or switch it up.
1: And what's been the biggest improvement you've made to your game so far this year?
0: I think um, my confidence level, I think, just improves my whole game. I kind of went into the season a little bit intimidated just because, you know, freshmen coming in, kind of wondering if you can play college hockey. But after a few games and a couple weeks of practice, I realized that I could succeed at this level. And when I noticed, like, the confidence I gained through that, I think just the plays I made and the hockey IQ um, moments I had, definitely improved, which made me a better player overall.
1: Yeah, and like I've said on the podcast before, I feel like confidence is an important factor regarding hockey, just because it's so easy to lose confidence, but it's very hard to gain confidence. And I feel like at least when I played, every time I was a confident player, I felt like I was a better player. I was more aggressive, had more energy. I don't know if you feel the same way. So how do you try to gain confidence in a college hockey season? Just because as we all know, Every hockey season, there's a lot of ups and downs, so how do you try to navigate all of that stuff and try to maintain that confidence, since it's, it's, it's a huge factor, not just in college hockey, but just in hockey in general?
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. on um, um, Building confidence kind of keeps your play up. Um, I try to work on things in practice. Maybe I might not be as comfortable performing it in a game, but if I just do repetitions in practice and kind of work on it on my own, it'll come naturally in games, which I mean, I notice sometimes I would perform a move in a game and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just did that. Like, that's what I've been working on in practice and it just came naturally in the game. I think um, putting the time in if you want to learn a new skill and try it in games, just work on it in practice.
1: Now, what's been the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey? Has it been the speed of the game, kind of the mental side of the games, that you're making quicker decisions or has it just been balancing both academics and hockey at such a high level?
0: i think a little bit of both the speed definitely um you have to get used to and everyone's bigger and stronger and something you have to uh kind of adjust to but i think the bigger challenge is definitely managing your time with academics and hockey um it's not like high school where kind of just are done with school for the day, have an hour or so of homework, and then uh, go to practice, and you're done. Anytime I was not at the rank or in class, I was pretty much studying in the library or my dorm, and I found myself not to have a lot of free time, which was uh, a big reality check for me, and I noticed when I was kind of worried about school and in the classroom stuff, my mind would drift at practice, so um, we worked with I worked a lot with my coaches and my professors to kind of ease my workload or just like figure out how to manage my workload and um, that really helped me both in the classroom and at the rink because when you're good at one you'll feel better about going to practice and giving it your all versus worrying about um, stuff outside of the rink
1: yeah so is that's like kind of another improvement you made not just in hockey but just time management as well which I think can be applied in other things besides hockey and just in college in general.
0: Mm -hmm. I totally agree.
1: Now you get your team got your first collegiate or your team this year, got your first collegiate win against um, RIT. Uh, We'll talk about what it was like being in that series and getting that sweep just because I feel like that was important. Uh, First two wins that your team got to kind of help build that momentum in the first half of the season.
0: Yeah, that was a really fun weekend. Um, I really enjoyed that my first two college games were both wins. I think it gave our team a big confidence boost and got us excited to get the season going. Um, It was also our first weekend, and we were away, so kind of was just uh, momentum leading up to when we play back at home to hopefully get some more wins, and I think it gave us a good start to the season.
1: Now, another thing that happened in the first half of the season regarding your team is – You beat Dartmouth um, to end off the first half of the season, but you also tied a very good Mercyhurst team. So how important were those non-conference performances for your team um, as the first half of the season came to a close a couple weeks ago?
0: Uh, They were huge. Uh, The Mercyhurst series was a lot of fun. Um, I remember both those games were super competitive. And while we are looking for wins against Mercyhurst that weekend, um, we have... Unfortunately, we lost the first game, but we did come back after that and tie the second game, and it was really fun to play in. Um, the Dartmouth game that we had a couple weekends ago was huge for us. It was, a, it was actually our first conference win um, that we had, and we got a few points there, and we followed it up the next weekend with a win against Franklin Pearson. Those were pretty important games for us because it was in a time where we really needed – kind of a win and some (laughs) points there um and it also did happen before winter break, so it was a good note to leave off on.
1: Now talk about your freshman class and how have you guys gotten to know each other during this time just because um it seems like it's a big class just because you're kind of merging two classes into one since Union didn't have a hockey season last year. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah I love our freshman class um a lot of the freshmen last year uh aren't aren't um kind of taking their extra year of eligibility there was one so that means we have nine people in our graduating class which is kind of a lot but I mean that's eight more friends that you have and I think um we just kind of been hanging out um before after practices we try to get in classes together and schedule um stuff like that just so we can be around them and uh know someone in our class and kind of just do some like fun team building activities outside. And it's been really good to get to know them.
1: Now you've played also some ranked opponents this year that included Colgate and Princeton. Uh, Talk about what you learned in those games, even though your team didn't uh, win those games, just how important was it to play those ranked teams? So heading into the second half, you kind of have an understanding as a freshman class and as a team of what you need to do to kind of get wins against those top ranked teams in your conference
0: yeah I think um those games we were, like I said earlier, like we are very much in those games. It's just uh we need to score some goals, and I think uh unfortunately, in those games, we played really hard for fifty minutes, and the game's sixty minutes long, so I think that's where we kind of fall short a little bit. I think once we start playing the full sixty minutes, like we will be a amazing team. We're already a very good team and We play very hard for 50, 55 minutes, but 10 to five minutes is a big time uh, to not give it our all. And so I think it shows that we are very capable of playing with any team out there, ranked or not. Um, But once we start playing those full 60 minutes, I think our team could beat anyone.
1: Now let's kind of transition and talk about your offseason preparing for this upcoming year in college hockey so um how was your off season did you do anything interesting whether it was hockey related or non-hockey related
0: uh yeah I love off season training um basically just kind of work out and try to get on the ice every single day Uh, I train with a program here in Minnesota called Fortis and they have a big group of college girls from various different programs and it's fun because uh Going into college, I was able to play with them over the summer and kind of get used to the pace and that level of play. Um, They also train a lot of college guys and junior guys, so sometimes we have combined practices. So we'll play, like, three-on-three, and there's, like, a six-foot guy, like, next to you. And so I think that just, like, brings the pace up and kind of got me ready for college.
1: Yeah, do you like the three-on-three overtime? Uh, Just because I feel like, in my opinion – because they adapted it to college hockey last year i feel like it adds more offense and adds it makes it results more likely to happen that's kind of why i wanted it because i don't know about yourself but i'm a guy who does not like ties i think it's very boring and i kind of want to see if there's a winner or a loser so i think the 3 and 3 overtime kind of helps bring up that offensive aspect of and i feel like for yourself as kind of an offensive player you must really like it just because you can benefit from it a lot Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i think uh I agree with you. I don't like when games end in ties. Uh, it's kind of frustrating, um, but yeah, I think three on three is a kind of a good way to settle it after maybe doing like a five on five and um, overtime. It just gives you a lot of time and space to skate, which I really like, and uh, maybe making some uh, kind of just fun plays. I think a lot of the times, three on three is kind of creative. Um, and I think that's really fun to see in
1: games. What was the most creative play you've done in a three-on-three, whether it was in those practices during the offseason or in a game? I don't know if your team's gone a three-on-three this year, but have you tried it at all during a college hockey game?
0: Um, when we had our tie, I was not out for our three-on-three, but I, uh, I do like kind of the sauce, saucer across the golden road and uh, kind of maybe a one-timer in, kind of plays like that.
1: Nice. Are you going to try that um, Michigan assist that Zegers pulled off a couple of weeks ago? I feel like you're capable of doing something like that.
0: Uh, That's something I should work on in practice. Yeah, definitely. That'd be pretty cool.
1: I know a lot of people have been trying it out. I don't know if you've seen those videos ever since it happened. It seems like it's kind of like a new viral thing that everyone's trying out. But um, I don't know, maybe you can come up with your own move, try to be a little bit different. I don't know. I'm just giving you some suggestions over here
0: yeah no i like that um and no i haven't seen those videos of kids trying it but i should definitely look at that because i think i could get a good laugh out of it but also like try to learn the technique of that because i think what seagrass did uh was probably a little bit easier than the michigan kind of just like a flip over the net tap in um yeah that'd be really fun to work on with my team when we get back
1: yeah i think the tough part about that whole thing was First of all, it seems super hard because when you look at the play, there, there it feels like he has so much time and space, but in reality it's probably a lot less than people think it is. And mm-hmm. then also just the hand-eye coordination that Sonny Milano had to have to even get that goal to go in uh, was just incredible. And I feel like he doesn't get enough credit for that, that whole entire play. But, no, it was an incredible play to watch, and I kind of hope to see it again in a college hockey setting. I know it was in a WHL game, but it'll be cool to see it in um, other leagues. I think that'll be fun to – help grow the game and get more viral um, highlights to put out there.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I also think the situation he was in was kind of um, awkward. A lot of the, I think his Buffalo's D were kind of just standing there. And mm-hmm. I don't think you get really much time behind the net um, in a game to just kind of, especially the offensive net, to just like look straight out and then flip it up kind of thing. Uh, there's not much time and space in college level hockey and, yeah, I definitely will try to like look for that if I ever get down in the zone.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, if that does happen, we got to come back to this part and say that, mm-hmm. you know, you called it right before that you were kind of working on it. So we deserve a shout out. or I deserve a shout out. Maybe someone, I don't know who would shout out, but if that ever happens, you got to at least acknowledge that you called it out here. that's the only thing I kind of want to put out there.
0: I'll do that. I'll contact you right when it happens.
1: Awesome. <laughs> I appreciate that. We'll definitely show that off. But uh, no. Um, Did you face any challenges this offseason or not really? I feel like last offseason was a little bit different than the previous one just because things were kind of more open. But you still have to face some challenges. And if not, how would you kind of approach the offseason differently just because you knew you had more kind of time to skate or the gym and do all the stuff you normally get to do? And did you want to take advantage of that just because you didn't have the opportunity to really do that uh, the previous offseason?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I really faced any challenges. Most of the rinks here in Minnesota were open. So, uh, but yeah, I was very appreciative to be back on the ice and train like I normally would in a summer. I kind of missed that the year before. because well, summer is kind of my favorite time to train. Um, Cause you can go at it pretty hard and not have to worry that you have to be fresh for weekend games or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I just, pretty much working out, skating every day, having a good time.
1: Awesome. Well, let's start off talking about the beginning of your hockey career. So you're from Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Uh, what's it like growing up there and how did you start playing hockey?
0: Yeah, I think uh, just being from Minnesota, hockey is kind of a culture you grow up in. Um, and then being from Eden Prairie is also it's a big hockey city. Um, high school is huge here. And so... How I started was my neighbors had a backyard rink uh, that I learned to skate on when I was two. And so I kind of just started from there and liked it and kept going. Um, My older brother also does play hockey. And since we're close in age, like it was always fun to play pondy with him and have someone to go against uh, when we went to like open skate kind of when learning to skate and stuff. Um, But yeah, it's kind of just started when I was young and hockey is kind of all I've known.
1: And who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone in the NHL or was it a women's player on the national team?
0: It's going to be classic, but Alex Ovechkin. um, I think he's very talented and hardworking and very passionate about the game. And he's just someone I look up to and want to
1: be like as a player. Have you ever tried one of his sellies in the game, like jump up on the glass or something like that?
0: (laughs) No, I'm not a huge sellie person, but we might have to try it out.
1: Maybe. What should I go to, Sally? Then just kind of like wait for the teammates to come hug you or is it something else?
0: Yeah, kinda it's kinda basic. I should work on it. Um I don't know. I haven't gotten a college goal yet, so maybe it'll be a little different than high school. Because I feel like in high school you're probably not gonna go jump on the glass and make a huge deal out of it. But college, college might be the time
1: for that. Maybe, maybe. I would love to see that if that if that comes about. But uh no, just uh, it seems like a lot of players in Minnesota get started on that um, outdoor rink. I think that's pretty interesting. Um, what's it like I just playing outside with your friends and family? And um, are those like memories you still think about today? And do you still try to play outside in the pond today now?
0: Yeah, I do. Um, some of my friends have outdoor rinks, and it's fun to just hang out with them, go to their house, just grab skates stick gloves and a hat and you're good to go um you start off with like a sweatshirt maybe but by the end of it you're down to a t-shirt you're working hard um it's fun we always set up like three-on-three tournaments and someone has to be a winner and it's always fun to get competitive with your friends
1: no obviously the winter class is um coming to minnesota how excited are you for that
0: uh that'll be a lot of fun i think it's a great uh thing i think they had one couple of years ago, uh, quite a few years ago, I went to, I think it was uh, Minnesota versus the Blackhawks that year. Um, it's a great environment.
1: Now, um, uh, before Union, you played for Benilde um, St. Margaret School um, for high school hockey. So talk about what your experience was like there overall.
0: Yeah, it was good. I really liked the school and they set me up both well uh, academically and hockey wise to be successful um at college we got some um, new coaches my senior year and they were super helpful in um developing me as a player one of them was Kelly Panic and she plays on the olympic team so that was pretty cool
1: now um after, how did you get the opportunity to go to Benil? because um it says they're from Eden Prairie and saw that there was an Eden Prairie school like what how does it work like which school you go to for Minnesota high school hockey i'm just curious about it
0: yeah so um I grew up playing youth in Eden Prairie and stuff but when it was time to come to high school I like smaller schools Eden Prairie has about um 2,000 uh students for a high school that's pretty big and I mean my college now is 2,000 students so um I just kind of wanted a smaller school and I think academics is really important to me so having um smaller classes where you can talk to the teacher and the teacher actually knows your name I think is super important so Um, it's kind of just looking more for school and hockey kind of came second for that.
1: Now, how did playing with Benilde help, uh, prepare you for college hockey? It seems like being coached by Kelly Panic was a big factor in that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. Um, she's very smart about the game and had a lot of insight to give us. Um, but we were also a very good team and we played in one of the most challenging schedules in the state and we had the hardest section which means we played a lot of good games, so playing the toughest teams in Minnesota and being one of the top teams um, really set me up for success in college and kind of getting used to that pace of um, intense games.
1: Now, what's your favorite high school hockey memory that you have?
0: I scored my uh, first goal on my mom's uh, birthday, and I think it was kind of fitting because I forgot to get her a present that year. Um, That's kind of bad on me, but I said my goal my first varsity goal was her
1: gift. Do you think that's the best gift that you've given her or is it something else?
0: Oh, I think that's the best gift. <laughs> I don't know if you could top that.
1: Now, what's it like being a player in the Minnesota high school hockey scene and just the atmosphere you experience atmosphere you experience every day, just because, you know, not being from Minnesota like myself, it's kind of hard to understand what that hockey culture is like just because I've seen the clips of the state tournament. I'm um, at the XL, it seems pretty cool and I feel like you don't get that here um, where I'm from in the East Coast.
0: Yeah, I I think I would have to agree with you. Just like looking out from Minnesota as a perspective, I think um, I think it's almost a little boring on the East Coast, <laughs> if I would have to say, because Minnesota's hockey atmosphere is unlike any other. Um hockey's just different here, I think. Uh and it gives like a sense of community. So like you said, like we do play for our high schools. Um, or our town, where we're from, and unlike many parts of the country where they just, the top players go play for corporate logos and programs with no community affiliation. Um, we get to compete against neighboring towns, and which means we have long-standing rivals, and those games are always pretty packed out, even for like a U-10 game. Um, there could be hundreds of people coming just because Eden Prairie is playing Edina. Um and, like you said, like our state tournament is crazy uh the x l gets packed, it's hard to even get tickets, and there's about fifteen to twenty thousand people that will show up and that's even more of a turnout than the Minnesota Wild gets sometimes, so I think it's pretty crazy how much um people kind of appreciate hockey here
1: now, who's Benil's biggest rival in hockey?
0: um I would have to say Dinah, just because. Uh, we always meet them in sections, and they're the top team in the state every single year and it's hard to beat them to get to state so um I think Edina or Minnetonka might be our biggest rival.
1: I feel like there's a Adina has a lot of rivals besides your school everyone I've talked to from Minnesota says that's like the team to beat
0: they do no one likes Edina. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I've I've had a few people from Medina, so I can't. Uh, I'm neutral mm-hmm. on the whole Minnesota high school hockey scene. I like every team, and I hope the best team wins. So I'm I'm not gonna comment on it. But if that's what most people think, then I kind of have to just tip my cap and kind of agree to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess another question I had about the Minnesota high school hockey scene was, um, just uh, they have the All Hockey Hair Team. What is that about? I'm genuinely curious about it.
0: Oh, that's great. So uh at the state tournament um when you get announced uh everyone will get announced their first game that they play and the guys just they grow their hair for this day like this is their moment a lot of teams either as a team they'll like platinum go platinum or do something like that some people get like crazy designs and so when they skate up and get announced they give like a nice little hair flip and uh (laughs) <laughs> it's good so this guy puts it together and um he picks out the best people and had the best lettuce on the from the state tournament and puts a little video together to give the top hockey hair team and I think one girl has made it on there oh she nice like, yeah she had like this huge curly afro so oh, that was wow. kind of cool to see
1: or you should try to encourage some of your i guess teammates that are still up and know now to try to make that team i don't know if there's any candidates but you should at least encourage i think that'll be kind of cool
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so when they get to or when they make it out of sections this year and get to state i'll make sure to tell emma Peschel,
1: (laughs) my former d
0: partner to really pull something out
1: yeah i've had Emma on the podcast awesome person um what was it like playing with her just because I think she's going to be part of team USA for the under 18 world championships, So it's just pretty cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a really talented player. And I was lucky to have her as my D partner for three years. I've been held and um, she's great, super funny, uh, nice person. Uh, she's someone that you would want to have as a best friend. And she's also very talented hockey wise. Like you said, she's going to go uh, represent team USA for the U18 uh, team, and uh, she's committed to Ohio State, so she's going to have a good future.
1: Oh, yeah. What, what's it going to be like when uh, if Union ever plays Ohio State? That would be kind of a cool game for you.
0: That would be a cool game, uh, not only because we don't really come out uh, to the Midwest much to play games, so if we ever did, that would be a lot of fun to go up against her.
1: Now, you've, your team has never played at the XL Center, I assume, just by this small conversation we've had.
0: Uh, No, we haven't. Uh, My team never made it to state, which was kind of unfortunate, but uh, went to go watch a lot.
1: (laughs) Is it fun being a fan there, though, at least?
0: Yeah, it is. It's uh, really fun to go downtown and go to the rink and watch some good hockey.
1: Now, I assume that a lot of your teammates, I don't know how many teammates that you have there from Minnesota with Union, but is it kind of we were talking to those players about just the whole Minnesota high school hockey scene, just because I feel like they probably feel like myself, which is hard to understand if you're not in that culture.
0: Yeah. So our team is uh, pretty split half and half, um, either from Minnesota or Canada. That's kind of where a lot of us are from. And it's kind of weird to hear them just say like, Oh, they're travel team, they played together all year round kind of thing where they just, don't Like I say, oh, I played a high school, and they're like, oh, you played high school? Because not many people at East play high school. So yeah um, I think it's two completely different things. Um, they also think it's weird that we only skate with our high school team for four to five months and then skate with some other teams in the summer versus they're, they're going all year with the same players, same people. And so mm-hmm.
1: it's
0: a little bit different.
1: Now, kind of getting to your recruitment process with Union, what was that like? And what made you want to go to Union versus um, other schools you might have looked at?
0: Yeah, so kind of how I chose um, my high school, I kind of was looking at school first, what school was smaller, what kind of had the majors I wanted to uh, look for. And I think Union provided me that there's only 2,200 students and they also have uh, great academic programs, especially in the science department, which I'm very interested in. So union was the best academic school for me. And then also like, I love the coaching staff, like every conversation I had with them um, it was great. And so uh, I just, they were also a new coaching staff when I was being recruited and something they made to point out was that they wanted to turn their program around and really look for players who wanted to be a part of that and would be up for that challenge. So I think that's way more fun to be a part of, of turning a program around and leaving a long-standing impact versus going to a team that would just be number one every single year.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, I guess another question about Union is um, what's the town of Schenectady like? Um, it seems it's a hard name to say, but it seems like an interesting place to live.
0: It is a hard name to say. I, still have problems sometimes to this day to say it and spelling it's a whole nother thing but uh yeah it's a small town um not much goes on uh it's nice though because uh we get to walk everywhere it's like a nice walkable city where like there's a small walking street just a couple blocks down from our school called j street and it has a bunch of cafes and breakfast places and a farmer's market on sundays that we like to go to so I think uh, small school, small town environments, like what I like, so.
1: So my last question about hockey before we get in the non-hockey segment is just, um, what is the biggest thing you've learned so far about yourself as a hockey player um, during your first half of your freshman year?
0: Yeah, I think um, I've learned that uh, hard work is always, uh, you're never, comfortable with where you're at you know um you always have to work for it each day and even though you've made it here and you've made it to college I think just continuing to work on the game and working outside of practice times I think is huge so I've learned that um I am a competitive person and I like to win so I think just uh being yeah
1: so we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment where I ask you some um, non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice. So my first question to you is, what is the most interesting thing uh, you've seen or read this week? I also like to know if you need some time to think about a question. Uh, feel free to uh, ask me if to give you my, I guess, answer so you can think about yours.
0: Hmm. Let's see. See, I'm on winter break here, so I'm not really reading much or <laughs> looking to go out of my way to read so uh, I would like to know kind of what you've read.
1: Yeah, well the, f- the, big, the most interesting thing that I read about was how the NHL players aren't going to the Olympics uh, for this or next year. Um, I just found it interesting just because of how it's gonna affect college hockey just because there's might be some college hockey players that might have to go to the Olympics to represent your country. And I just think it's kind of interesting because one of the big reasons why the NHL players uh, didn't wanna go was just because of the quarantine rules. So I kind of find it funny, like, what college coach would want their player to go um, if the quarantine rules are going to be the same thing, especially since you're going to miss way more games um, in college hockey than you would in pros. So I thought that whole thing was interesting, and um, it's interesting to see how which, uh, how the rosters are going to work now uh, because of that announcement.
0: Yeah, that will be pretty interesting. And, I mean, um, yeah, the whole quarantine's a little different because I know – the girls kind of do it that way where college players do play in the Olympics. So um, hopefully they'll look to what they've been doing um, to try to figure that all out. But I think yeah. that's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, no, I thought it was pretty interesting, <laughs> but the good news about it was the commissioner said that they look forward to seeing the players in the 2026 game. So hopefully in four years, um, which seems like a far lo- long time from now, uh, they'll be the in the winter Olympic games, which is what, I want to see just because the NHL players are the best of the best. And I think the tournament is better with them in it than without them in it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, next on hockey question is what music do you like to listen to? Who is like on your Spotify kind of rap thing?
0: Um, Country music for sure is probably my favorite uh, genre. And I know that's a very like hot and cold subject with some people, Um, but I like it. Uh, I think there's like different types like it can be like pretty upbeat or you can like just be like chilling on a beach listening to country music uh, yeah. So yeah
1: yeah like who's who's like your favorite artist because I had the opportunity to work with a baseball team last summer and a lot of the guys are from like the south and the California area and that's kind of like the main type of music they listen to is some um, country so I got kind of exposed to it and I think it gets a little more hate than it deserves. There's some good songs and artists that I, that I enjoyed. Like, I love Thomas Rhett, that guy. That guy can write some good songs.
0: Yep, I would say Thomas Rhett's probably one of my favorite country artists. I've been to his country, uh, his concert three times now, so that's always been fun. And Jason Aldean's another good one. Or, um, I don't know, there's so many. I, I don't have, like, a flat out this is my favorite, but um, there's a lot of good ones.
1: Does Thomas Red put on a good show?
0: Yeah, he does And he has some uh, really good Like warm-up bands too It's always someone you know Like Russell Dickerson Or um, Old Dominion was one of them and So yeah
1: That's good, that's good Yeah, no, I love that new song you made Called What's, What's Your Country Song That's one of my favorite um, country songs to listen to
0: Yeah, it's a really good song
1: Now what is your biggest pet peeve?
0: Uh I think it would have to be when people are late to things, if they're not on time or not there when they said they would be. I think that's just being on time is not a super hard thing to do. So I think that would probably be one of my bigger pet peeves.
1: Yeah, I'm okay at it. I think uh, there's some (laughs) some things I'm sometimes very late for just because it's uh, maybe it's just because I don't care about it enough, like for like podcasting and for school and all that stuff. I'll always be on time, but and for mm-hmm. hockey as well. But maybe for something like a dentist appointment, I might be like five or ten minutes late. Yeah. Now, if there was a movie made about your life, um, who would you want to play yourself?
0: That's a hard one. Um, might just have to keep it classic and just say Jennifer Aniston.
1: Nice. She's
0: pretty well known and she's done some funny stuff. So.
1: Now, who has the best style on the team besides yourself, Clearly You have the best style, loving the beanie look right now. But um, besides yourself, uh, who would who would you say has the best style on the team?
0: I think uh, Allison Smith um, always wears some pretty cute clothes and is pretty stylish. She's always. Uh, She's had mono for the past month and her locker is right next to mine. And I always see her like online shopping during like when we're getting ready for practice and stuff. And she pulls off some pretty nice game fits.
1: Now, who's the funniest on the team?
0: Uh, Kinger, Emily King. Um, She's from Minnesota, too. And uh, she's always a good time. She's making everyone laugh. Uh, She's just a really good person to have on your team.
1: Who has the best, I guess, chirps, game day chirps um, on the team?
0: Uh, that would probably be Kinger as well. Uh, she comes up with some pretty creative chirps, and uh, she kind of says them sometimes in, beforehand in the locker room, like, guys, like, we can say this to them, blah, blah, blah. Like, I know this person, like, let's get under her skin kind of thing. So, um, she yeah, she's pretty creative in that sense.
1: Now, uh, back to some hockey questions now. My first question, too, is what should be done to help grow women's hockey?
0: I think uh, more women probably need to get involved at the basic levels of hockey. Um, You could help coach or run organizations or volunteer, do anything that can showcase you as a role model to young girls to get them more involved um, and fall in love with hockey.
1: Do you think body checking should be allowed in women's hockey? And if so, why?
0: I think so um I (laughs) maybe it's because I get too many checking penalties but uh I think checking should be allowed just because I mean I don't see why it shouldn't be um I think we can handle it we're tough we like to play rough um and it just makes the game more fun I think that's why a lot of people go to guys hockey games they're like oh I want to see someone like light someone up like I know we can't do that yet, but like it should be.
1: <laughs> What's the biggest body check that you've ever like given in college hockey so far? Hopefully uh, it wasn't a penalty. What? Hopefully, it wasn't a penalty.
0: Oh, it was. Yeah. Uh, um, I just actually got out of the box, so uh, came back to the bench. Next shift out was uh, hustling for a puck, trying to like just rubber out kind of rubbed her out a little too hard and she flew into the boards you know at the time i was like what do you mean that's a call like she just fell over kind of thing watched it back the next day and uh yeah it hit her pretty hard so (laughs) i think it was probably a penalty
1: what team was it against uh princeton oh wow was it there or in union
0: it was at princeton
1: yeah i feel like that rank i don't know i feel like certain ranks make it like easier to or kind of like i guess more like when certain refs, I feel like sometimes a little more strict, and I feel like sometimes that's to do with like the rank that you play in. So that's why I was just curious.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I got uh, my first penalties of the season there, and I got three that games. So, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, something. Sometimes you, you know it's unfortunate, but you know you got. I feel like once you kind of work on it, I feel like it can get better, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now that last hockey question is: um, What advice would you give a younger player who is uh, trying to pursue a career in Division One college hockey?
0: Um. First of all, I would say love what you do. It's not an easy thing to pursue D one hockey, um, but if you love it and you want to put in the work to reach your goal, I think playing D one is very possible. Um, I would also say like work harder and do the extra stuff that your teammates aren't doing. You know, get up early. Maybe that's like 5 a.m. and work with a skating coach. Or if your coach says do six reps, do seven. Always do the extra stuff that will put you a step ahead of the person next to you because it will. It might not be noticeable in a month or two. But down the line, if you're always doing that um, year after year, I think it'll be noticeable when it matters.
1: Now, do you have any shout-outs you'd like to give uh, to any of your teammates, former teammates, family members, friends, anyone in particular?
0: Um, probably just my parents and my brother you know always got to show love for the family
1: well thank you so much Maya for coming on the pod it really means a lot to me um, I wish you nothing but the best um, for the rest of the season I know you're going to do great and hopefully that first goal comes I feel like it will be coming sooner rather than later but uh, uh, take care and stay safe and thank you so much uh, for doing this
0: yeah thank you so much for having me it was a really fun time
1: Thank you so much for listening to today's interview. It really means so much to myself. If you like this interview, make sure you check out some of the older interviews that I have done, whether it's on the Apple Podcast page, Spotify page, or our YouTube channel. Thank you so much uh, for listening, though. It means a lot to myself, and I hope you guys have a great day. I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. But until then, take care and have a great day. Bye.
0: changing, again and
1: again, can't stay, stay in this dead end relation, cause it's fading to gray.